Hello and welcome. This is 21. Episode 20.2 No Longer the King of the Gods. Welcome back to 21. Last week we looked at the 20th wonder of the ancient world the statue of Zeus at Olympia. Constructed near the home of the Greek gods in the Olympic Games, this statue was perfectly placed for the proper worship of the king of the gods. This statue was one of only two known statues in history to be made out of ivory. By unrolling ivory into sheets and dipping them into vinegar to make them pliable, the Greeks were able to make the statue of Zeus out of this ivory and make him look incredibly lifelike. Ivory is still a much sought after luxury to this day, and was just the same in the ancient world. So by making the statue of Zeus out of ivory, only boosted and solidified the position that not only was he the king of the gods, but that this was his home. Such a precious and massive statue must have cost a fortune to build, and to be worth a fortune. And often, as we have seen on this show, where there is treasure to be had, treasure hunters, grave robbers, and invading armies have taken all the treasure that they could get their hands on. Even the Great Pyramid of Giza, which is substantially more imposing than the Temple of Zeus, was broken into and ransacked. Even an Arab caliph many centuries later attempted to dismantle the pyramid piece by piece in an attempt to find more treasure. This venture didn't last long though, as dismantling the pyramid would have taken longer than to build the thing. All that to say that the statue of Zeus would have been easy prey, particularly for invading armies. They could have broken the statue down for the precious materials used in its construction. And yet amazingly, it was left alone. The statue was completed around 430 BC and immediately brought people from all over the known world. Of all the original seven wonders of the ancient world, it was the statue of Zeus which had the largest immediate impact on the peoples of the known world. While all the wonders of the ancient world brought people to it from near and far, it was the statue of Zeus that sprinted ahead of all the others in the tourist department. Tourist is perhaps a little bit of a misnomer, as not everyone who came to visit the statue were tourists. Many were worshippers, but there were also athletes coming to compete at the Olympic Games, and just worshippers of Zeus in general. And not just from Greece, but from all areas of the known world, including Anatolia, Macedonia, and even the Romans a little further down the line would come and visit and worship at the greatest statue in the known world. To help put this in perspective, about a hundred years after its completion, Alexander the Great brought his army down from Macedonia into Greece and began his conquest of the known world. However, Alexander and his army were mostly Greek in heritage, so they left the statue alone. In fact, while we have no proof of this, like many things about Alexander, they probably stopped and worshipped at the great statue. 
Either way, Alexander was so enthralled by the magnificent statue that he put an image of the statue of Zeus on the back of some of his coins. The image used by Alexander was used all the way up to the Roman Emperor Hadrian, who used the exact same image on the back of some of his coins. The only other wonder of the ancient world to make it onto coinage was the Pharos, and that would be not for another thousand years or so. Even by the time that the quote seven wonders of the ancient world list was compiled, the statue of Zeus was already probably the most well-known of the seven structures. Even though the Great Pyramid of Giza had been standing for about 2,000 years at that point, the impact that the statue of Zeus had on the ancient societies was unparalleled. After Alexander's conquest, the statue of Zeus became even more popular as the Hellenization process began in the ancient Near East. Greek culture began infiltrating all aspects of the ancient world. But despite all the disputes about Alexander's empire after he died, the statue of Zeus maintained its popularity throughout the ancient world. And as the balance of power shifted from the highlands of Greece to the Italian peninsula, the statue of Zeus lost none of its popularity. In fact, it gained even more. Even after the Romans conquered most of Western Europe and the Mediterranean, the statue of Zeus still drew droves to admire it. It was so popular that some of the most famous ancient historians, writers, and geographers made sure to stop at the magnificent statue. Men like Pliny the Elder himself made the trip to southwest Greece to view the magnificent statue. He described the statue of Zeus as a work, quote, which no one has ever equaled, end quote. According to the Roman historian Livy, a Roman general by the name of Aemilius Polus, who conquered Macedon in the 2nd century BC, saw the statue and was, quote, moved to his soul as if he had seen the god in person, end quote. 1st century Greek orator Dio Christosimum said that a single glimpse of the statue would make a man forget all his earthly troubles. These views were held by many throughout the known world for half a millennium. However, some people found faults with the designs of the statue. For example, the Greek historian Strabo complained about the statue of Zeus's size compared to the temple itself. Phidias's design put the head of the statue almost touching the top of the temple. For Strabo, this was a problem, because if the god would ever decide to leave the temple, he would, quote, unroof the temple, end quote. Now this is true. If the statue of Zeus decided to get up and walk away, he certainly would have punched his head through the roof of the temple. This obviously wasn't a concern for Phidias, though, but perhaps he wasn't as religious or as strong of a worshipper of Zeus as Strabo was. That's something we can never know. Strabo was correct in his assessment of the statue, but fortunately, the statue would never get up and walk out. At least, not on its own. People didn't just come to admire the statue, though. They brought all kinds of gifts and sacrifices to the god. 
Even whole towns and cities who sought the gods' favor brought lavish gifts to the statue. They brought things like money, fine statues, bronze tripods, shields, helmets, and weapons. The sheer number of gifts being brought to the temple resulted in Olympia becoming like a living museum of Greek art, culture, and weaponry. This only added to the allure of Olympia and to the statue of Zeus. Greek was the culture of knowledge, learning, and intellectual thinking. And with Olympia being the center for Greek culture before Alexandria, all people across the Hellenized world would attempt to travel to Olympia to view all this and view the statue. But eventually, as Greek culture slowly began to fade further and further into the background of history, the statue of Zeus was unaffected. Greek and Roman culture were essentially cousins, so when the Romans took over, they essentially left the statue alone, at least initially. There was one exception to this. This one incident involved the one Roman emperor who would be bold or stupid enough to try something. That was the Roman emperor Caligula. Caligula ruled from 37 to 41 AD and was nothing short of a complete narcissist and borderline psychotic. Apparently, he ordered the statue of Zeus be brought back to Rome so he could replace the head of Zeus with a bust of his own. He said, quote, Such statues of the gods, as were especially famous for their sanctity or their artistic merit, including that of Jupiter, Zeus, at Olympia, should be brought from Greece in order to remove their heads and put his own in their place. End quote. There are only a few people in history that I could even think of who would consider doing something like this. But what happened next borders on the divine. There are two differing reasons as to why the statue was not taken from the temple and brought to Rome. The first was that Caligula was assassinated before this could happen. So the order was disregarded. But the second one states that it was the wrath of Zeus himself which prevented his statue from being moved. According to the Roman historians, the statue of Zeus foretold of the death of Caligula. And when it came to pass, the statue, quote, suddenly uttered such a peal of laughter that the scaffolding collapsed and the workmen took to their heels. And at once, a man called Cassius turned up, who declared that he had been bidden in a dream to sacrifice a bull to Jupiter, Zeus, end quote. To make matters worse, quote, the ship built to bring it was shattered by thunderbolts, and loud laughter was heard every time that anybody approached as if to take hold of the pedestal, end quote. Now, while these descriptions certainly are more legendary than fact-based, it is certainly possible that a major storm came upon the ship as it sailed from Rome to Olympia to transport the statue. That and the sound of thunder on the sea could have sounded like loud, divine laughter. And perhaps something similar happened at the site of the statue itself. With the open concept of the temple, sounds would have echoed strangely off the olive oil bath in front of the statue. 
and perhaps maybe even a small earthquake hit the site or somewhere nearby, causing the scaffolding to collapse. Either way, the statue of Zeus remained where he sat. Despite this brief hiccup, the statue of Zeus was still an incredibly popular image, and as we mentioned before, the Roman Emperor Hadrian, who ruled Rome from 117 to 138 AD, still used the image of the giant statue on the back of his coins. And for the next 250 years or so, the statue of Zeus remained unmolested. It was repaired numerous times, as even with the olive oil bath, the ivory dried out and cracked and had to be fixed. The statue had to be shined and cleaned consistently as well. And the Olympic Games continued on, and people from all over the Roman Empire and the far reaches of the known world came to Olympia. Now, if you look at things, you'd say that pretty much nothing could bring down the statue of Zeus. Perhaps a strong earthquake nearby could bring down the temple around it and destroy the statue. But because the statue was seated, it was very strong, stable, and sturdy. There really wasn't anything in nature that could threaten it, unlike most of the other wonders on this show. Sadly for the statue of Zeus, it wasn't nature that brought it to a crashing halt. It was a change of ideals. As the Roman Empire continued on, Christianity began to become more and more popular in Roman society. Eventually, high-ranking members of the emperor's court and even the emperors themselves were converting to Christianity. This would spell disaster for the statue of Zeus. In 391 AD, the Roman Emperor Theodosius I, the last emperor of a united Roman Empire and a devout Christian, ordered that all pagan cults, rituals, and worship sites be removed from Roman territories. As a result, the final Olympic Games at Olympia happened in 393 AD, after a run of 293 games over a millennium. With no one coming around Olympia anymore, the site fell into a state of disrepair and neglect. Eventually, the site would be desecrated, as sadly happens to rich ancient sites. In a hilarious twist of fate, though, the first Eastern Roman Emperor, Constantine I, took the statue from its place in Olympia and brought it to Constantinople. They were banning the worship of pagan gods at their sites, but the statue themselves were valuable, so naturally, we must save those. But sadly, despite all this effort that it took to save the statue, we know nothing about it when it got to Constantinople. We don't know where it was housed, or even when or how it was destroyed. Most scholars agree that the statue of Zeus was destroyed either by an earthquake or tsunami, or by a fire in the 5th or 6th century, maybe not even a century after it was brought to the big city. The irony surrounding this wonder is honestly hilarious, but it hurts at the same time. The statue of Zeus survived for nearly a millennium at its site in Olympia, and not even a century and a half after it was moved, it was destroyed. The statue of Zeus would not let its destruction be the end of it, though. With its image still on coins, 
being incredibly popular for a long time, and being one of the wonders of the ancient world. The statue of Zeus lived on in art and imaginations. Of all of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the statue of Zeus was the only one which made people see the gods differently. Until then, statues had been fairly basic, made out of wood or stone. And even though other wonders depicted other gods, like the Colossus of Rhodes which depicted the sun god Helios, it was the statue of Zeus which made people feel like they had seen a god, just like that Roman general. The statue of Zeus also gives us great insight onto how people viewed the gods in ancient times. The gods had incredible value in people's lives. While there are a number of grave robbers and desecrators who stole from other wonders of the ancient world, like the Great Pyramids, no one dared touch the statue of Zeus. The statue of Zeus was different. Even though millions of people came to see it for almost a millennium, it remained untouched. The worst thing that ever happened to it was an attempt to replace Zeus's head with Caligula's. And, as we just saw, that didn't end very well. Of all of the statues of all the gods in the ancient world and throughout history in general, it's quite possible that no statue has ever reached the grandeur, fame, or importance that the statue of Zeus achieved almost instantaneously. And then there was one. I can't believe it. We have reached the end of our list of the 21 wonders of the ancient world. With us reaching the end, though, I have some sad news. There will only be two more episodes of this show. Next week, we will move on to the 21st wonder of the ancient world. But there will only be one episode on that wonder. Then, the following week will be a closure episode. We will talk about the journey we have made through the ancient world, name the honorable mentions to this list, and conclude the show. I am having to put an end to this show because me and Mrs. 21 are going to be moving in the next few weeks. And with me still working on my master's and having to find a new job in a new city, I don't have any spare time right now. But we will get to all of that in a few weeks. Next week, we will be heading back to the deserts of Mesopotamia. In fact, this last wonder isn't even in the Fertile Crescent. But it was a necessary stop for people wanting to take a shortcut across the desert from Babylon to Egypt. It is perhaps one of the most recognizable sites in the ancient world. What certainly helps its case is that it was in a famous movie, at a famous location, the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. Yeah.